What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to my social life. This is the podcast where you can hear the life stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly. As always, today's podcast is powered by TrueFan. And today is a takeaways episode. And if you hear what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and I talk to you about those recent podcast episode of the weekend today. We're discussing my third conversation with Sean Does Magic. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the full podcast with Sean yet, make sure you pause this, go back and listen to the interview. It's over an hour and a half long. We get into a lot of good stuff. So make sure you listen to that before we dive deep into these takeaways here. But if you don't have time, to listen to a, a movie length podcast as I put out every single week. Um, we're going to try and keep this a little short, try to keep it around that 20 minute mark. We'll see how we do here. And if you don't know who Sean is, what are you doing? Sean is one of the biggest creators on the planet. He has over 20 million followers on TikTok. He has over 3.8 million f- subscribers, I should say, on YouTube and his YouTube channel. I believe at the time of recording, this is just about to cross 1.5 billion views. 1.5 billion views, and most of those views have all come in this year. He's had videos that have reached over 100 million views on their own. You know, and Sean, like I said, this is my third conversation with Sean, so I want to give him a special shout out because, you know, when I first met Sean, he, I first reached out to him, he had a million followers on TikTok, and I was just honestly by chance that I followed him. Um, I was, I can kind of remember I'm a, the day, I don't know the day, but I remember there was a point I was laying in bed. And I was looking up different locations, like just on Instagram. This is before when you could search up locations on Instagram and it would sort content by likes or by like most likes or whatever. So I'd go to, I just search up random locations of cities and kind of see who some of the top creators in that area are. And, and just if any of them interest me, reach out to them. And I happened to search up Portland, Oregon. And I actually got two people from that podcast. So one was uh, this girl named Rainy DeCervo, and she was a social media manager for a company called Grove Made. And she came on the podcast and she actually she ended up sending me my wallet that I still have to this day, um, which is super dope from Grove Made. Uh, she sent me for having her on the podcast. So Rainy was the one. And the other person I found was, was just this 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 high school guy named Sean Does Magic. You know, I think he had about 80, 85K on Instagram at the time. And I saw his body at a million on TikTok. And I was like, whoa, that's dope. Let me let me reach out to this um this Sean guy. And actually, fun fact, I think before I messaged Sean, there's someone else I actually messaged when I was searching, I think it was Portland, and that's because there was a tour, maybe it was Seattle or something. Um, but there was a tour that has been going around and I, so there's actually three people now that I'm talking about this. The other person I messaged, so is this Rainy DeCervo, Sean Does Magic and Lil Huddy. Believe it or not, I reached out to Chase. This was, again, this was 2019. Um, and yeah, this is 2019. So it had been a while and I'm pretty sure I didn't even reach out to Sean at that point in time. I'm pretty sure that was more so in the, in the spring even. Um, like this was probably like April, May, 2019. So this is before TikTok really, really popped. Um, and I, I think I just saved Sean in my note. Like I have a folder in Instagram where it's like DM this person for the podcast. And you know, as I keep adding people, you know, people fall down the list and whatever, but eventually I've, I came back to this list. Chase Hudson for the record did not answer. Rainy DeCervo did had a great podcast with Rainy. Um, and then Sean. So I messaged Sean uh, again. He was in that safe folder in my Instagram. I sent him a message and he was down. He jumped on the podcast. Okay. Now I'm confused on the timeline here. I, I don't actually know if that was the spring. Maybe it wasn't the spring. I don't remember. I can't remember the exact time. But either way, 
So I said, Sean, and Sean was down to come to the podcast, you know? And so Sean came on, he had 1 million followers. We had a good chat, a good podcast. Even that first one, I can remember I was at an event. Actually, I was at a work event covering a football player visit to a, an elementary school and it went like two hours over. And I was like, pressed. I was like, yo, I need to get home. I have an interview today. And I was like stressed because this uh, event I was supposed to be again, two hours over time. I literally called like a cab or, or no, I called an Uber actually. Or was it a cab? I think I called a cab because I could use a, I could get a cab through works. One of the, this cab sponsored one of the teams. So I get this cab paid for by my job. So I literally called this cab and I just dipped this event I, even before it ended. Like it was still kind of going. And I just dipped because I had to get home for the interview with Sean. And then I remember I was in such a rush coming. I ran in the door, just kind of dropped everything, got everything set up super quickly. I forgot to turn my lights on. This is before I was recording the video. Um, but I, so I ran inside and I forgot to turn any of the lights on. The sun was slow, but it was kind of, it was getting cold. It was getting wintry uh, and the sunset. And so I literally, by the end, the end of the podcast, I was recording in the pitch black. It was like, there was no light in my apartment and it was so dark. The only light was coming from my computer screen. Um, and I remember that. And so, but we had a good, we had a good chat, you know, and Sean, and I stayed in touch going back and forth in DMS every once in a while. Um, I remember in that first podcast, he mentions this, uh, he wrote a letter to himself when he was in grade nine. And so when he actually found that he's supposed to open when he was in grade 12. And so he got that letter back and he, he sent me a picture of that letter, which is kind of him calling. It was going to be a, a big thing on social media back then. So we go back and forth here and there. And this whole time, Sean is just exploding on TikTok. Like, I, it, again, I, mean, I mentioned it in the in the full podcast with Sean, but like he was at 1 million-ish when I messaged him, 1.6 the day before, 1.7 million the day we recorded, 2 million the following morning, 3 million two weeks later by the time the episode dropped. <laughs> and it didn't stop. He just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. And like the pandemic pumped his number up huge again, 15 million. And he messaged me again and he messaged me. Like I, I did not message him. And I want to clarify that because like, this is just me giving him this ex- very extended shout out and the whole story of how I know Sean. Um, he messaged me back and he was like, Hey man, I got a lot on the go. Like obviously a lot's happened since we recorded. If you want to do another one, like I'd love to come on the show. And I was like, yeah, a hundred percent. And he was also, they just started the pound. So it was a way for, you know, we could talk about the pound and everything they had going on there. And so he came back on the podcast again. And this was, and this was more so in the fall. So this was around the same time last year. So we did 2019 end of the year, 2020 fall now we're here, 2021 fall. And so in October, I decided I was going to post three to five times a day on TikTok. And one of the things I wanted to talk about was like, how do I, as someone who doesn't have a massive podcast, it's again, it's top 3% of the world, but it's not as big as you think it is. How does someone who has a smaller ish podcast get guests like Sean, who have 20 million followers, you get the co-founder of Starbucks or get Tiag, one of the most popular rappers on, on TikTok and all these people who like might be surprised that I'm able to get some bigger quote unquote, bigger name people on the podcast, um, like Sean. And I posted a video, kind of basically a much more condensed version of the story I just told you, how I met Sean and how I reached out to him and how he, you know, how we went back and forth. And this is how I got Sean on my podcast. And Sean, I don't know how, I mean, maybe because he, I think he follows me on TikTok. And so maybe because he follows me, he got, I don't know what, how it was, but somehow through his 20 million followers and probably hundreds of thousands of notifications that he gets, he somehow saw that I tagged him in this video, commented, watched the video, liked the video, commented, yo, I'd love to do another one. And I was just like sick. So I messaged him and I was like, yo, if you're serious, man, like I'm all your, like you've 
got a permanent spot on this podcast. Like whenever you want to come on the show, you are more than welcome. Um, and so as I said, like, yeah, man, you can come on the podcast whenever. Uh, and he's like, let's do it. And we set it up like a week later. So that is how I got Sean on the podcast. It's just a big shout out to him, man. Like he's got a million and one things on the go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's got his TikTok. He's trying to, he's changing his whole YouTube strategy. He started a second YouTube channel just for his shorts. And you'd think that's just downloading his TikToks and posting them on YouTube, but it's not. He's filming content exclusively for shorts, content exclusively for TikTok, long form uh, YouTube videos. He had a, his own show. He's doing a million and one things and he still found the time and was willing and offered to come on my show for a long week. It was like a two hour block of his day. And I just want to give him a shout out that he's still willing to come on the podcast. You know, only someone I consider a friend. He's just a good dude. And he's one of the ones that like, it's, I don't use the word proud because I don't know if I know Sean well enough to be like, I'm proud, but it's like, I am proud of him just being able to, from a distance, watch him and watch what he's accomplished. And he's genuinely earned it. Like he's like, we talked about, he started YouTube a decade ago and he's just put his, worked his ass off and he's just a genuinely good person. You know, like, I mean, I don't know a lot of giant, big popular TikTokers, but I know Sean and Sean is like just a, a good person through and through. And so like the fact that he's one of the ones that that's really finding success, uh, makes me happy. Like I said, I'm proud of him again. <laughs> I don't know him well enough. I feel it's, I feel like almost like it's like a weird thing for me to say, but like, it's just been so cool to watch him, uh, blow up on, on TikTok. And like I said, you know, it was a total fluke that I got the chance to meet him back in the day that I got him on the podcast. Um, but I can't wait for him to host the Oscars one day and me to be like, Hey, hey, remember that time when you were 17 years old and you came on my podcast and now that guy's hosting the Oscars. I just think it's going to be so cool when that does happen. So that's my extended shout out to Shonda's magic for just being a good dude and me being very happy for him and, and for his success. Um, and I got a number of takeaways here, which we should probably get into because we're almost 10 minutes into this podcast. Now, um, we're not going to get this done in under 20. I can tell you that now, but Let's get into some of my takeaways because I'm not just going to sit here and, <laughs> and talk about how I know Sean for the whole time. There are some takeaways, I promise you, and we're going to get into them right now. And they're a little bit varied. You know, we got some about some social media specific ones, some mindset ones, uh, different things. The first one that I'm going to say is, is that when it comes to YouTube specifically, and this is something Sean learned from Mr. Beast, who's obviously arguably the biggest YouTuber on the planet right now. Not by number, I wouldn't say, not, I guess not by a number sense, but like just from a pure, I don't even know how to explain it. Mr. Beast, one of, okay, let's make these are one of the biggest YouTubers on the planet right now. And from Eric, who, if you don't know Eric, Eric started YouTube last year in January. He's at 2.4 million subscribers now in under two years. So, I mean, he's blowing up. He's got a good team around him. Zach Conover, actually, who we've had on the podcast in the past, episode number 95, is his manager. He's got a great team around him. Um, and so, Eric, so two really smart guys when it comes to YouTube and the algorithm and the whole thing. And th they told Sean, which, again, everyone's talked about, you know, thumbnail and title are important. Thumbnail and title, title are important. And they are. Because, obviously, the number one thing that, that you need to pay attention to on YouTube is, like, how long, like, what percentage of your video people are watching, how long are they watching, and to get to that point, they have to click on your video. And the only way that they'll ever click on your video is through your thumbnail and your title. So you have to crush those things. And let's just put into context how important those things are. Sean heard from Mr. Beast that he spend ten he spends or has spent, I should say, ten thousand dollars on a thumbnail. You're like, what? That's more than some creators pay for their whole video. Mr. Beast pays that per for thumbnails, and that can be graphic designer that can be paying for props that can be paying for sets for the thumbnail like he, it's, it's puts in his like 
more work into his thumbnails and some people do their videos, but it pays off, right? Like his videos get a high click-through rate, high retention, the whole thing. But thumbnail and title are important. The other thing that they do, which I thought was really interesting, is they will come up with the thumbnail and the title before they even come up with the video. And they have to be able to see a very clickable thumbnail in their head and a t- attention-grabbing title and reverse engineer that to come up with the video. And that's just crazy to me. Like I feel like a lot of people don't realize the amount of thought that can go into being a successful YouTuber, successful creator. And that's just one big thing. If you're a YouTuber, you have to have to nail your thumbnail and your title. And that's something I'm working on now for my, my podcast. You know, I've been for the longest time I had, I had this template that I was using. It was very simple. Um, it was the creator's name, a cutout of the creator. And then like, I don't know, like five words about the episode, kind of like attention grabbing thumbnail thing with just a generic background. But now I'm trying to to up the quality a little bit, change things here and there, add some little things that might get people's attention, add validity. You know, I've been putting, whenever someone's verified, I make sure that the verified check is on the thumbnail somewhere next to the person's name. Um, I've, been, I've been changing up. Each thumbnail is different. Now I'm trying to create some attention grabbing thumbnails um, that are better than my than my old template. And I think they're working to a degree. I wouldn't say I think they're working, but I think they look nicer. I'm very proud of these thumbnails and that's just because thumbnails are so important. So if you're a YouTuber, make sure you're crushing your thumbnail and your title. And again, it's not, not necessarily, actually, I will say you want to clickbait. You want to clickbait. You don't want to bait and switch. That is the distinction. You know, people are like clickbait, so shitty, clickbait, so shitty and clickbait got this bad rap, but clickbait is you need to do that. You need to incentivize that click. And then you better make sure your content is sticky enough in those first 30 seconds, even shorter than that, to rope people into the video and hold them through at least 70% of the video is what Sean was saying, kind of the metric these creators look for. 70% average view duration or of retention. Seven watch 70% of the video, and that's key. But the, they're never even gonna watch your video if they don't click on that thumbnail. So you wanna make sure it's clickbaiting. You wanna you wanna bait them to click, but you wanna make sure that whatever your clickbait is, you deliver on in the video. Where clickbait becomes a problem is like I said, that bait and switch where you promise something with your title and thumbnail and that's never in the video. And so that's the distinction. You wanna clickbait, you don't wanna bait and switch. And with your content, you know, how do you how do you keep somebody through that video? Like how do you keep that retention time up? And what Sean says is you wanna tell a story with your content. So that's another takeaway is tell a story with your content. And I was like, well, how do you, and think about it just like a movie. You know, you have your kind of your, your you, you set the scene to an extent, you know, there's some rising action and then there's a downfall. And then, so there's, so here, let's, and this is very, very simple. And you know, I've been writing scripts. So I'm not, I could get into like the, the, the minutia, the details of screenwriting, but let's keep it basic. You just want to kind of set the scene, establish what's going on, who you are, who the character is, who you are, or whoever the person in the video is, who the character is, and they want to have some rising action. You know, keep get things exciting, and then you want that to fall. You want there to be kind of like that, that I don't know the the valley moment. You know, the bottom of the you know you go up, and then you got to crash back down, and it's the worst possible moment, and then you want to rise again at the end to achieve whatever that goal is. So you want to hook people. You want to make them think this is easy and then it's going to get really, really hard and am I not going to do it? And then you have to rise up again at the end and uh, achieve your goal. So you want to make sure that there, there's some ri- like there's there's some pacing to your YouTube video. You know, you don't want it to be all up. You don't want it to be all down. You want it to be up and down and up and down and up and down and really get people emotionally invested in your video by telling a story with your content. You can do that with anything. And Sean walks through, I'm not going to tell you how. Sean walks through how he does it with an Omega video. And so if you want to get a real life example, you're going to have to go download that full podcast and listen to it and listen to how Sean explains how he tells a story with the video about him just on Omega. 
And another thing too, that we'll just touch on very quickly when it comes to all this social media stuff, you know, when it comes to this is on YouTube, of course, Sean has 3.8 million and this all kind of spread out of a conversation to the fact that Sean is really focusing on YouTube moving forward right now. Obviously TikTok's a big thing for him and he blew up his YouTube on YouTube shorts, but he's learned that YouTube shorts audience and a full YouTube audience are completely different. Your YouTube shorts audience is closer to a TikTok audience than to your actual YouTube audience. So he'll post shorts, a million, two million, three million, 10, 15, 20, 40, a hundred million views. And then he'll post a regular YouTube video, 25,000 views, 30,000 views, 40,000 views. And so it's, there's a disconnect there. And so Sean's trying to shift things over with his channel to be more about his long form content. And so this is some of the stuff he's learned. Um, and so asking him, obviously with him just being <laughs> an expert on TikTok, the biggest thing obviously comes down to your watch time. That's the number one thing that he looks at. You want to hold people through as much of that video as possible. You know, honestly, you want to hold people through even more than hundred percent. So, cause those TikTok videos loop. So as soon as they loop, that's over hundred percent watch time. So if you can get an average of close to hundred, if not more than hundred, you're going to be killing it. So make sure that when you're making TikToks, focus on watch time, you know, like even using myself as the example. So I was posting on TikTok for how long have I, for a month, like I said, three to five times a day. And I had a TikTok with over 60 comments, which again, for a lot of people, for me, that's a lot. My TikTok's normally like five comments, has like 64 comments, but if I have, but it doesn't have as many views as my videos with like eight comments and like 98% average view versus the average view. And this one is like, I think it's 60 or something and it doesn't have as many comments. It has more, way more comments. So a good amount of likes compared to other videos, but the the higher retention, the high average watch time is key to TikTok. So if you're, if you're trying to get into TikTok, that's a metric I would optimize for with your content. And the other thing too, when it comes to TikTok, this is the last thing I'll say, and I'll move some kind of the mindset stuff is I was asking Sean, you know, what are some of your other advice for, for people who are up and coming or just starting on TikTok? And he said, what he said is very smart. And what he said is that the formula is already there. Whatever your niche is, unless you're creating something new, which you totally can do and all the power to you. But if you're not, if your niche exists on TikTok already, the formula is there for what works. Search up the relevant hashtags in your niche. Look what's popular. Figure out why it's popular. How did they make that video? What did this creator do that worked for them? And now do it in your own style. Again, don't copy them. Don't just beat for beat, line for line, word for word, copy, but figure out why the popular content works and then apply it to yourself. You know, how you're going to differentiate yourself with your personality. That should be the selling factor, but you need to put that in the template of what works with your niche. And so take a look, do the homework, just do that upfront work of going through the hashtags, searching through it, pen and paper it. Honestly, while you're going through pen and paper, write the video down. How many views does it have? How many likes, comments, shares does it have? Okay. Now why does that work? Beat for beat. You know, when does, do you get bored at any point? You know, actually try and study this stuff because a lot of people are just making it up as they go along. And honestly, kind of myself included. And it's just taking that, that little bit of time to study what's worked and go from there. And then you have the template, you have the formula, it exists on TikTok right now. And so I encourage you to do that. And that was Sean's advice. You know, they did that with one of his friends. I think his name's Nate Snook, I believe, uh, in the basketball niche, they grew to 500,000 followers in a couple of months. And how they did that was just by looking through popular, the popular basketball hashtags and figuring out what worked and applying it to Nate's account. They grew to over half a million followers in just a couple of months. So it's worked in the past. It could work for you. It's just a matter of taking that, that time doing that upfront work to, to study your niche and figure out what's working on TikTok. 
Now, the next thing I will, we'll get into, we're getting a little bit more of the mindset stuff here. And one thing I've just, that's always impressed me with Sean is his ability to just call his shot and then hit it. Like it was, especially in 2020, like he just kept being like, okay, hey, we're going to do this many followers on TikTok, this many subscribers on YouTube and then hit it. And then again and again and again, and it's just been crazy. And so what we talked about in this one was just the power of your own words. You know, your words have strength that you have to say it say your words out loud, call your shot, you know, and dream big. I think that's where we'll take this is to dream big, set bigger goals, set line, like make sure they're bigger, longer term goals. And Sean's that we talked about on the podcast, his goal is to host the Oscars, which is a big goal, a really big goal. And I think that, and he's very vocal or not very vocal. I say he's starting to slowly say that that's his, his long-term goal. And there's many reasons for why your words are powerful. It can obviously make you believe your goals and actually work towards them. And also when you share your goal, other people are now aware of your goal and they can help you achieve it. So the power of your words is important, but I really want to make sure you're using those words for big goals. I feel like so many people, some people like, I'm not just calling you, but I'm also talking about myself in this case. Sometimes we don't dream big enough. You know, we think we are, but we're really not. And I would almost even argue like the Oscars, I think that's a big goal, but I think that's his like biggest end long-term goal. I honestly even think Sean could dream bigger, but the Oscars is still a pretty big goal. And so make sure that, you know, you set those goals, you vocalize them. There's just power in your words by actually saying something, writing it down, believing it, and then just working your ass off towards, you know? So right now that's Sean's big goal. That's his North star is hosting the Oscars. And so all of his actions are mapping towards hosting the Oscars one day. And I think you need to do the same. You know, I feel like a lot of people, we just kind of float through life, you know, and again, I'm calling you out. This is me as well. We've never like operating without a long-term goal. And it's very hard to get anywhere if you don't know where you're going. <laughs> and that sounds very obvious. But if I just text you, hey, meet me, meet me here, just meet me. And you were like, where? And I'd be like, you have to meet me. <laughs> but you don't know where I am. It's going to be very hard <laughs> for you to find me what if like, so for example, like if I text you for in the, wherever you are and I say, Hey, meet me and you got to figure out where I am. And I decided to be in Beirut. <laughs> it's going to take you a long ass time. You may never, ever find me because you don't know where the hell you're going. But if I texted you an address and say, Hey, meet me here, you're going to get there pretty quick. My, if I'm in Beirut, it might take you some time, but you'll know where you're going and you can work, work towards it. And life works the exact same way. So many people just chill. They don't have a goal. They just kind of vibe and do their thing, which is, that's what you want. If you don't like all the power to you, but if you want to accomplish anything, you have to fucking figure out what that is you want to accomplish. Say it out loud because there's power in your words. Make sure it's a big ass goal and work towards it. So like right now, Sean's thing is like, he's kind of laid out a bit of a map, mapped out a little bit how he wants to, how to get to hosting the Oscars, you know? And what he's, what he said on the podcast is that he's basically needs to just get these, these little footholds in traditional media and just kind of make connections and get experience. And right now, like he's been getting himself onto traditional sets and he had his own show, which was an online show, but it was done in a very traditional media way where there's a cast and crew and they're filming. Like it felt kind of like an old, an old school, like a TV, an old school <laughs> kind of felt like a TV show. And so he's just, his thing now is just looking for opportunities to get that experience, to make those connections all with being able to host the Oscars is a long-term goal. So the big thing, the big takeaway here is set that goal, figure out what your goal is, say it out loud because there's power in your words. You need to believe it when you say it and just work your ass off for it. And I think that that, that that's, that's just important. I feel like not a lot of people do that and more people need to. And I, I think you do a hundred percent. 
And actually kind of on that note too, speaking of Sean's show, I was listening back to it. I realized I called it random acts of kindness at one point. And I know the show is random acts of magic is the name of his show. Um, but he was just kind of talking because I, I, we were saying random acts of magic. And I was like, oh yeah, it's a pun or like play on words of like random acts of kindness, da, da, da. And then I said random acts of kindness, but I don't want to clarify. I do know the name of the show is random acts of magic. Uh, sometimes it happens, you know, I notice it everyone, like in every episode I slip up somehow. I say the wrong word it just happens, you know, but I just wanted to clarify that I knew, I do know that it's random acts of magic. And speaking of that, you should go stream it right now. Go check it out. It's on Sean's Instagram. It's on Facebook. Watch random acts of magic. They're short episodes, eight to 12 minutes, eight to 12 minutes. It's not a big commitment, less of a commitment than, than listening to this podcast. So if you do me a favor, go and stream random acts of magic and, and, and tell Sean, I sent you all seven of you that are going to go do that. Tell Sean, but <laughs> I'm kidding. But another thing I will talk about here is, is when it comes to somebody like Sean or any of these creators, it's important to remember that they're all humans. You know, as one as I asked Sean, like, what's kind of one of those things that you didn't expect when you when you were not an influencer versus now being an influencer? And you just like just how all these people are just human, like how they're all people, you know? And I think it's important to clarify, like they're all just people. Like I feel like because it's hard because you not everyone gets a chance to talk to them, and so they seem like these they are these personalities. But there's a person behind that personality. And I just feel like a lot of people forget that. And I talked about on the podcast, like my family freaked out when I got Joe Santa got on the podcast, and like he's just a dude. Like I remember when I first started talking to Tyler Babin about him coming on the podcast. Everyone's like, "Are you stoked?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, but like." I'm not like through the moon. Like he's just a dude. Like, and I feel like people forget that it's people on the other side. And it's, it's to remember that for a couple of reasons. One, to not put them on a pedestal. And two, I mean, Sean and his friend Gavin have a way of explaining this that I will not, that I'm not going to repeat on the podcast, but if you want to hear the way Sean and, and his, uh, his editor and, and good friend Gavin explain, you can go listen to the podcast. They have a, a much more, I don't know if direct is a way to explain it, but they have a, another way of explaining this. But what I, and now I lost my train of thought. What I was going to say is, though, is that there are people. So one is to not put them on a pedestal. Don't glorify them. They're just regular people like you or I. Two is that don't expect them to be perfect either, you know? And like we all have bad days, right? I have bad days all the time. I'm sure you have bad days too. Now imagine having a bad day with thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people watching you and thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people hoping you fail or screw up. <laughs> That's hard. So you just have a little empathy. Don't glorify these people. Don't expect them to be perfect. They're just people at the end of the day. And I feel like not everybody realizes that. So I really wanted to, to point that out here at the end of this podcast. Now, the last, the last point that I'll make, I'll say, well, there's two here. And the second last one is, is it's, it's a J. Cole quote that Sean said he really liked from his latest album, I believe. And the quote is, what's the point of first class if your friends can't sit? You know, like, what's the point? Like, so make sure that as you grow, on social media don't forget <laughs> your friends don't forget the people that were there for you before you were famous you know and i just think that's such a good thing is like what's the point of first class if your friends can't sit and i just i just think that's a cool quote that you know to remember remember the people around you and, and don't don't forget those people especially the ones that were there before you were ever famous and i think sean again i feel like i'm just giving him a bunch of credit <laughs> pumping his tires here but he uh he's done that you know he moved to la he made the trip with five five of his friends five or six of his closest friends you know i mean granted they're also creators and they're all very aligned but i think that's awesome you know what's the point of first class if your friends can't see it and the last one the last takeaway here i'll make this quick is this is a quote sean's read off his phone at the end of the podcast 
And it's all about believing in yourself. Because the quote is, when a bird sits on a branch, it has, no, it has no fear. Not because of the belief of the branch, but because of the belief of its own wings. You know, so the bird's not afraid of that. If the, brand, the bird doesn't trust the branch not to snap, the bird knows that the branch snaps, it can just fly away. And so that's the same thing. You need to believe in yourself. Back to setting that big goal and saying it out loud and believing it, you need to have the belief in yourself that you can accomplish your goals. You can achieve what you're trying to achieve. I believe in you. Now I need you to believe in you. Because that's the most important person that you need in your corner is you. So make sure you believe in yourself. But I want to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this podcast. Whether you've listened the entire way through or you only listen to bits and pieces, I really appreciate it for taking time to check this out. Everyone do me a big favor. Go and follow Sean. Go and stream Random Acts of Magic. Like I said, it's on Instagram and Facebook Watch, so you can go and check it out there. So make sure you do that and make sure you follow Sean. If you'd like to follow me, you can find me everywhere on social media at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. As always, today's podcast is powered by TrueFan. Actually, well, I almost forgot something. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you leave a positive rating and review share this up not this episode share the interview with sean with a friend just one friend that's all i'm asking one friend anyone who you think will think that's interesting send them that interview and also make sure if you haven't already subscribe to the show but a brand new interviews every single monday and a brand new takeaways episode like this is an audio exclusive where i sit down and break down the most recent podcast episode of the week every single thursday as always today's podcast is powered by true fan thank you once again for listening we'll talk soon